Hello Cryptonauts, today we're reporting on November 5th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Cryptonauts, first reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you're interested in collaborating on my podcast or becoming a sponsor, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 top decentralized exchanges by... What are we doing? By... Do, 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 do. I don't even know what we're doing. Jeez Louise. By 24 hour volume. How about that? Let's do it by volume. 24 hour volume. Alright, starting off with Uniswap with $297.2 million. Second place, we have Ave with $80.4 million. Third place, Compound Finance with $68.9 million. Fourth place, Sushi Swap with $39.6 million. Fifth place, Curve Finance with $38.5 million. Number six, Zero X Protocol with $29.5 million. Number seven, Synthetics Exchange with $22.4 million. And number eight, Burger Swap with $17.6 million. Number nine, Balancer with $17.3 million. And number 10, token lawn with 13.8 million dollars all right cryptonauts that is your top 10 top decentralized exchanges on coin gecko your overall total market cap is at 453.6 billion dollars up by 0.9 percent all right let's get started with your crypto news of the day Cryptonauts. Sounds like the crypto dogs out there barking. Here's me making this podcast. All right. Anyways, uh, next reminder is decrypt.co. We're using decrypt.co as well as coingecko.com. Um, make sure you collect your daily candies. With that said, your first news coming in from Scott Cipollina. Bitcoin price has record-breaking run of 100 days above $10,000. The price of Bitcoin has now held above the $10,000 mark for 100 days running as the cryptocurrency price moves up to even greater highs. This comes on the back of a new interest by major corporations such as MicroStrategy, Square, and PayPal. Quote, People have made a big deal about the fact that this is Bitcoin's 100th day above $10,000. But the reality is that for many Bitcoin proponents, it was only ever a milestone to pass on what is now, in my view, an inevitable and unstoppable upward trend, Jason Dean, Bitcoin analyst at Quantum Economics, will decrypt. Alright. Alright. I like that. It's a good start. Next news, written by Matt Husey. Crypto booms as Trump files legal challenges to U.S. elections. Whoops. <clears throat> you, uh, Bitcoin, she's Louise. Bitcoin, Ethereum, and a host of other projects went on a tear overnight to push the global crypto market cap beyond the $400 billion mark. 
Earlier this week, a sharp correction wiped $15 million from crypto coffers, suggesting the US election we ha was having an effect on crypto investors. What a difference a day makes. With no clear winner in sight, although it looks like a Biden presidency seems likely, investors appear to be doubling down on crypto's lack of correlations to other assets that are more sensitive to geopolitics. As Trump alleges fraud with rife in the states still counting mail-in votes, Bitcoin went on a charge rising 5% settling comfortably above $14,000. But it's not like crypto is disinterested with politics. Over on prediction markets, Trump's election's odds dropped by 50% as Biden flipped Michigan for the Democrats. Trump's chances of women winning according to FTX has dropped by 50%. At the time of writing, FTX is the most active prediction market on the US elections with more than $8 million in trading volume over the last 24 hours per CoinGecko. But that wasn't enough to dampen spirits. Ethereum rose 4% yesterday, pulling the rest of the market with it. The only product not to benefit from the boom was Monero. The privacy coin dropped by 6.3%, continuing a trend that's seen the price slumped by by 10% dollars? What the heck? It's dollar 10%. So what is it? Is it $10 or 10%? $10 percent. <laughs> it seems investors have gone over the International Revenue Service's $625,000 offer to anyone who can come up with a way of cracking Monero's privacy features, while the blockchain intelligence firm Chainalysis and Texas-based blockchain analytics firm Integra FEC won the contract. They have yet to announce they've done it. But Monero's price collapse seems to suggest that investors are confident one of the two projects will work out a way of cracking Monero. So they're hightailing out of the privacy coin over to projects that haven't stoked the ire of the IRS. Well, I guess it's time to sell Monero. Next news, written by Scott Chapelina. U.S. and Brazil authorities seized $24 million in cryptocurrency. American and Brazilian law enforcement authorities have seized a total of $24 million in cryptocurrency uh, alleging generating, generated through an online fraud scheme. Operation Egypto Operation Egypto, an investigation led by the Brazilian authorities with the help of American law enforcement tracked down Mac Marcos Antonio Fagundes. Fagundes has been charged with the operation of a financial institution without legal authorization fraudulent management of a financial institution, misappropriation, money laundering, and the violation of security laws. It is alleged that Fagundes, as well as co-conspirators, used the internet to solicit investments from victims into new financial opportunities. These individuals would then part with their funds, either from the form of Brazilian fiat currencies or cryptocurrencies, much of which was then used to line the pockets of Fagundes and his associates. Quote, to carry out the scheme, the conspirators are alleged to have made false and inconsistent promises to investors about the way the funds were invested and exaggerated the rates of the returns, the U.S. Department of Justice said on Wednesday. Bad person. Bad, bad, bad. Muy malo, ese señor. All right. Next news written by Shayua Malwa. Ethereum users spend $9,300 in fees to send $120. What? An Ethereum user accidentally spent $9,300 in transaction fees to send just $120. They are now calling for they are now calling for miners to altruistically give the money back. 
although they are they are not although there there are no requirements for them to do so. A pseudonymous account account known as Proud Bitcoiner posted their experience on Reddit, posting a link to the transaction to verify it. The Ethereum users said they erroneously typed in the wrong transaction fee while trading. Accidentally spending 23 Ethereum transaction fees are paid in gas and numbered in GUI, a system that can be unfamiliar and confusing to use. The transaction was made through MetaMask, a popular in-browser Ethereum wallet, which, while the user was using the... I'm sorry for laughing, but this is it's hilarious, I'm sorry. While the user was using the Uniswap exchange to swap tokens, it was scooped up by mining from Ether mining in under 30 seconds. Yes, of course, of course. Who wouldn't want to mine that? I'll give you 30 seconds. You give me that money, I'll take that. <laughs> Quote, MetaMask didn't populate the gas li- limit field with the correction amount in my previous transaction, and that transaction failed. So I decided to change it manually in my next transaction, this one. But instead of typing 200000 in the gas limit input field, I wrote it on the gas price input field. So I paid 200000 GUI for the transaction and destroyed my life, the user explained. Oh no. Oh no. I'm sorry, dude. Sorry. It's it's hilarious because that's something that I would do. I, I know that I would make some dumb thing like that happen. I just And I probably I, I probably have stories, but it's it's late right now and I, I can't recall any stories. But yeah. I, I've done a lot of dumb things like that. Yeah. Actually, so, here we go. Here's something recently. I was uh um taking some uh, some altcoins out of an exchange and the transfer fee was obviously it was an uh, ERC20 token and it was a $4 transaction fee just to move $10 that was insane that was insane so I ended up uh, accumulating $15 on the on the um, oh wait how, how did it go I had to have a minimum of $10 in the account in order to withdraw the amount out of the exchange out of my wallet and it was going to cost me a $4 fee to take that that $10 out. That's insane. That's 40%. That's insane. That's insanity. But if I ended up inputting, inputting the GUI myself, it probably would have cost me uh, what did he send? $9,300. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Next news written by Will Heisman. One of Joe Biden's biggest donors runs a cryptocurrency exchange. What? Sam Bankman-Fried, founder and crypto derivatives exchange FTX, counts himself among one of the Joe Biden's top campaign contributors with a $5.2 million donation. As the divisive... Divisive? 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 U.S. election chugs along, news of the donations has spread through crypto Twitter. Biden, funded by yield farming, quipped Nansen CEO Alex Savanvik. Savanvik. I think the V is silent. Savanvik, in a nod to FTX's DeFi index future contracts. The donation disclo- disclosure came per OpenSecrets.org, a website aggregating the top contributors to the to the 2020 U.S. presidential race, while the prize for the largest contributors goes to Bloomberg LP with a $57.5 million donation. FTX's comparatively humble $5.2 million handout 
comes in close behind of that of Google's parent company, Alphabet, which offered the Biden campaign $6.3 million. According to crypto research firm uh, Adam, hold on, what? According to crypto researcher Adam Cochran, rather the uh, rather than going to Biden directly, FTX's hefty donation went to a political action committee PAC based out of Silicon Valley. That can be either top ticket support or corporate lobbying, Cochran remarked. For many, however, regardless of the donation vehicle, nothing changes the fact that a crypto exchange is now permanently etched as a top contributor for a pol- potential U.S. president. Indeed, as results trickled in, it's becoming more and more likely that Bankman freed back to the winning candidate. According to the Associated Press, Biden remains firmly in the lead with 264 electoral college votes to Trump's 214. Wow. Next news, written by Scott Chaplina. MicroStrategy's big Bitcoin bet is $133 million in profit, up 32%. MicroStrategy and Square have made 32% and 38% profits, respectively, on their Bitcoin investments to date. These profits come at a time when the, <clears throat> when the cryptocurrency's price continues to rise above $14,000, a value not seen since January 2018. MicroStrategy and Square have become two of Bitcoin's flagship institutional investors, and the fact that both companies have experienced over 30% returns on their investments tells tells us that while these firms took a huge risk by investing in such a risky asset, it has paid off for now. MicroStrategy invested a total of $425 million in Bitcoin spread over two major Bitcoin purchases in August and September of this year. It invested at an average purchase of $11,100. Eleven thousand one hundred and eleven dollars. Bitcoin's price increase has seen a net gain of one hundred thirty-three million dollars for MicroStrategy, with the total value of Bitcoin currently at five hundred and fifty-eight million dollars. MicroStrategy CEO of MicroStrategy has maintained that Bitcoin is digital gold and plans to stick with the investment for the long term. Awesome. Square follows MicroStrategy's lead with a fifty million dollar investment in Bitcoin in October. Square has made an eighteen million dollar profit on its Bitcoin investments to date, with the total value of Bitcoin holdings now at sixty-eight million dollars. Awesome. Next news, written by Scott Chiblino. Ninety-seven percent of Bitcoin addresses now in profit due to price rally. A total of 97% of all Bitcoin addresses are in profit as Bitcoin value continues to rise according to data published by Glassnode. This means that the majority of Bitcoin was bought at a lower value than it is currently worth. Bitcoin is currently on an unprecedented run, with today's markings the 100th day where the opening and closing of the price of Bitcoin has been above $10,000. Its current price of approximately $14,900 represents a value not seen since January 2018, and and for the most Bitcoin owners, they're in the money. As shown in the above graph, an overwhelming majority, 97% of all Bitcoin addresses are currently in profit as of November 2020. This figure is also the highest seen in the year. A period between August and September saw the total percent of Bitcoin addresses in profit rise above 90%, but it had not reached the heights of 97% until now. Awesome. Good news. That's good news. Next news, written by Tim Copeland. Bitcoin Bitcoin price hits $15,000 in major surge upwards. The price of Bitcoin has reached $15,000 mark, a figure not seen since January 2018, shortly after Bitcoin's epic 2017 bull run. This continues. This continued push upward has put 97% of Bitcoin holders into profit. 
It has been a strong few weeks for Bitcoin's price. On September 8th, Bitcoin was sitting around the $10,000 mark. Since then, the coin has rocketed upwards, smashing through multiple significant price targets and now reaching the $15,000 figure, up 50%. Bum, bum, bum. It has been a good year so far for Bitcoin's price too. Since starting the year at $7,200, the cryptocurrency is now up 108%. Awesome. Next news, written by Daniel Phillips. Is there a future in Bitcoin futures? It's a good question. Since the launch of the first Bitcoin futures product in December 2017 by the Chicago Board Options Exchange, CBOE, they have exploded in popularity and now represent more than 75% of all Bitcoin trade volume. Now, Bitcoin futures volume is widely considered to be one of the most accurate indicators of institutional interest in Bitcoin. Since many of these products are regulated, they are uh, they allow firms to gain exposure to Bitcoin without, in most cases, needing to hold the underlying asset. While the capacity to trade on leverage allows these firms to closely manage their risk profile. But is there a future in Bitcoin futures? We examine this below. Regulatory concerns around Bitcoin futures. Many Bitcoin products are regulated by the cor- by the correct authorities, including CMEs and BACs, Bitcoin Futures, which are regulated by the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, CFTC, in the United States. Advocates of Bitcoin Futures argue that these emergence leads to more, more efficient price discovery since traders and investors can now short Bitcoin just as easily as going long. However, in the years since they first launched, Bitcoin futures had been frequently scrutinized by industry experts, many of whom argue that some of the platforms offering Bitcoin future products are not com- are not compliant with relevant regions, while some may be operating illegally. The lack of regulatory oversight in some Bitcoin future platforms has led to accusations of market manipulation. Um, matters. Uh, matters came to a head in October 2020 when BitMEX, one of the most popular Bitcoin futures exchanges by trading volume, was charged with operating an unregistered trading platform, among other things. Moreover, the United Kingdom Financial Watchdog, the Financial Conduct, Conduct Authority, recently announced a ban on certain types of cryptocurrency derivatives for retail customers, including futures and exchange traded traded notes (ETNs), signaling a potentially worrying trend among regulators. Alright, I'm, I'm done with that news. I mean, it keeps going and going, but if you want to read it, you can, you're more than welcome. There's so much more to read on this. I, I'm not going to read it. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Next news written by Robert Stevens. Feds sees $1 billion in Bitcoin linked to Silk Road. What? Okay, I want to read this. The U.S. Department of Justice today announced that it has seized $1 billion worth of Bitcoin from the defunct Silk Road dark web market and that it is suing 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 for the forfeiture of the money, reported Bloomberg. Funds moved Tuesday from the cryptocurrency wallet that was holding the 69,370 Bitcoin. This is the first time these funds have moved since 2015. What? Blockchain investigation firms linked to the coins to the Silk Road, a huge dark web marketplace shut down by the FBI in 2013. The feds apparently then seized the funds from an anonymous hacker. Researchers believe that this wallet contained the fourth largest Bitcoin balance of any address. 
Hackers had been trying to access the funds in the wallet for years using a file that supposedly held its privacy keys that started circulating online about a year ago. It could be the case that someone managed to hack the funds or the original owner of the wallet, whom some speculate is Rosk Oldbridge, the creator of Silk Worlds, who's currently serving life sentence, moved the funds. The uh, quote, uh, the movement of these bitcoins today now worth around $955 million may, re- may represent Oldbridge or a Silk Road vendor moving their funds. However, it seems unlikely that Oldbridge would be able to conduct a Bitcoin tra- transaction from Bitcoin. Al- alternatively, the encrypted wallet file may have been a real may have been real and the password has not been cracked, allowing the bitcoins to be moved, said co-founder of blockchain firms Elliptic in a blog post yesterday. What? A report by the CBS San Francisco said that the funds had been hacked from Silk Road. It's unclear, however, by whom or in what capacity. What? That's crazy. Que locura. Next news written by Robert Stevens. Crypto influencers do not influence Bitcoin price. Study finds. Everyone in crypto has an opinion. Cryptocurrency itself, in fact, arguably is an opinion. A hedge against the... The, the traditional economy, central bank, and the way most of the world now thinks of money. But do those who shout from the loudest rooftops, the tallest puppies, actually have an impact on the market? Put another way, do crypto Twitter's influencers influence the price of Bitcoin? Nope. What? So you're telling me that my podcast doesn't influence the price of Bitcoin? What? Nope. Not even a little, says a study by digital markets and consultancy firm BD Center. In fact, crypto traders may not be doing much influencing of any kind at all. Influencers follow the news, not create it, says the researchers who analyze it. Uh, analyze 1.1 million tweets over a 100 English language crypto influencers between 2018 and June 2020. The study, the study findings fly in the face of the countless crypto Twitter reacts or news stories decrypt and others have churned out during the same period. Quote, when they start tweeting about a certain coin more often, it's because the price has changed, not vice versa, said the report. All the charts demonstrate more or less the same thing. The mentioned curves follow the price curve. When the price fluctuates strongly, influencers tend to write about the coin more. Yeah, that's true. Next news, written by Will Gatzingen. Capitalizing on USDC stablecoin growth circle spreads wealth. As its USD coin, what? As its USD coin has boomed to become the world's second largest stablecoin, Circle is trying to maintain momentum. The digital asset firm, which created the USDC stablecoin in collaboration with Coinbase, announced plans t- today for mo- for new high yield accounts, along with APIs that will allow businesses to set them up. From their own, for their own customers. According to Circle's website, the USDC accounts start at 8.5% APY and can go as high as 10.75% for a 12-month fixed term. Interest will accrue daily and will be, and will be paid weekly. Uh, it, 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 it wouldn't surprise me if they're using <laughs> Celsius Network on the back end. It would not surprise me. Oh my god. They're, they're taking credit for using Celsius on the back end? Oh my god, that's crazy. By the way, Celsius referral link below. 
The announcement comes on the heels of a big year for the USDC and for the wider world of stablecoins. USDC's market cap is around $2.87 billion today, but was just $460 million a year ago and is actually growing at a faster rate than Tether, its biggest competitor. Both stablecoins have become popular options for traders looking to avoid market volatility as they store money. USDC is paid to the US dollar. Each coin is collateralized by the by an actual US dollar, which Circle holds onto, so the price of a single USDC is always more or less equal to $1. Alright, that's interesting. Hmm. Uh, I want to see if there's anything else. I, I'm, I'm really curious. I want to have to look into Celsius and see if they're one of their... Uh... Actually, let me pause this real quick. I'm going to check it out. Alright, I couldn't find what I was looking for. That's fine. Next news. Uh, written by Jose Antonio Lanz, Bitcoin stock markets boom as U.S. election race tightens. The U.S. financial markets continue to react positively as Americans wait, await uh, the results of the 2020 presidential election. With the race tightening and no clear winner yet in sight, investors remain optimistic. The stock market took another sizable jump today and Bitcoin boomed to its highest price in over three years. The S&P 500 experienced a rise of more than 2% to reach nearly 3,520 points. This would be the fourth consecutive day in which stocks closed higher. Similar indices also registered an optimistic mood. The Nasdaq exceeded a 2% growth, getting close to the 12,000 points mark. The Dow Jones, meanwhile, likewise rose 2%, settling comfortably at 28,390 points. For its part, Bitcoin registered its third consecutive day on the rise, reaching a three-year high of $15,312. Its price has corrected since, and Bitcoin is now trading at around $15,200, an 8% jump within the last 24 hours, and 14% increased in the last week. Awesome. Next news, written by Jeff Benson. Square doubles quarterly Bitcoin revenue to $1.6 billion. People are increasingly buying Bitcoin from Square's Cash App. In a letter to shareholders today, Square reported revenues from Bitcoin sales of $1.63 billion from its Cash App for a gross profit of $32 million during the third quarter of 2020. That represents a 1,100% increase from Q3 2019 revenues. Revenues is also up from the second quarter of 2020 when Square ranked and raked in $875 billion from consumers buying Bitcoin on the Cash App. According, by the way, I, I love the Cash App. It is one of my referral links. I highly recommend them because it is the easiest way to buy Bitcoin and transfer it instantly. There is no three-day, three to five-day waiting period. The moment you buy your Bitcoin is the moment you can transfer them wherever you want. That's why I oh shoot, that's why I like the Cash App. I almost dropped my water. Jeez. <laughs> I'm over here doing these hand signals and almost knocked down my cup. Oh man. That'd be all bad. Next news written by Alexander. What were we done with that by the way? I don't even know. Yeah. Okay, next news written by Alexander Beckrens. DeFi and NFT collide with Ave providing battle rewards. Aave and Axie Infinity, leading protocols within the Ethereum-based DeFi and NFT world, are joining forces in a crossover to promote the blockchain-powered intersection of finance and gaming. Aave announced today a partnership with blockchain-based Axie Infinity, a Pokemon-inspired digital pet universe, but with battles, of course. Hmm. 
Ave will sponsor Season 13 of the Axie Community Alpha and put up Ave Protocol tokens worth more than $4,000 in rewards for in-game battle winners. Community Alpha Season coincided with updates to the game which is still under development. Existing Ave token holders can also claim a limited edition Ave themed NFT, a unique character to use in the Axie Infinity Universe. It's an example of crypto projects getting creative about gaining new users by bringing together other otherwise unrelated industries for fun and profit. Awesome. I love that. I love when there's awesome collaborations. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Next news and last news of the day. Written by Jeff Benson. Quadriga trustee lays out options for compensating users. In December 2018, Quadriga CX founder Gerald Cotton died. What? In December 2018. Okay, so he died in, in December. Okay. Nearly two years later, users of his cryptocurrency exchange are still trying to get their money back or what's left of it. What? I didn't, I didn't even know this. I, I didn't. This, this, 2018, I, I didn't know about this. This is new to me. Big four, uh, big four accounting firm EY, the trustee in the ongoing bankruptcy case, filed an update with the Ontario Superior Court of Justice today. It, suge- it suggests dealing with all affected users' plan in the same way, proposes two rates at which claims could be paid, and asks the court to process claims with minor errors as is. When the Canadian exchange finally, finally shuttered, there were 76,000 users that the exchange owed money to, but the funds had already been coming in from clients were allegedly used by Cotton to feed a Ponzi scheme with him at top of the pyramid. Ah. Slowly, EY has helped to claw some of those funds back, including by settling with Cotton's widow, selling assets from his estate, and going after funds with a third-party payment processor, Quadra. Quadriga CX used. Thus far, EY has received 17,053 claims from users who sold funds into his exchange or rather thought they had funds in the exchange's cold wallet. Funds were funneled into an account controlled by Cotton so he could do things like travel to India. Many users held multiple fiat and digital currencies on the exchange. Therefore, each user claims is subdivided into 42,957 claims for individual currencies. Users are seeking CA 90,184,260 and $6,016,916 in, uh, oh, that's Canadian. Okay, so it was 90, 90 million Canadian and 6 million uh, US. And in addition, crypto, 24,000 uh, Bitcoin, 7,000 in Bitcoin Cash. 17,000 in Bitcoin Gold, 7,000 in Bitcoin SV, 65,000 in Ethereum, 87,000 in Litecoin. Wow. Wow. Total, 1,290,809,126.04. Ouch. 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 That's a lot of money. EY is asking that users' claims all have equal footing as sorting out would have priority for distribution on a claim-by-claim basis would be inefficient, costly, and a significant drain on estate assets otherwise available for distribution, and it's already short on recovered funds for distribution. It reports a current balance of just um, $39.1 million Canadian dollars, or $29.8 million. I'm assuming CA is Canadian. 
mean, I don't, I don't know what else that can be. All right, Cryptonauts, that is it. We're going to wrap it up here. Um, it's, it's, it's a long night for me. This is... I'm so done. I did this podcast way too late. But that's okay because it's a, it's, it's a hobby of mine that I like to do. Um, sometimes there's some good days. Sometimes there's some not-so-good days. But regardless, um, I try my best to come out here and do as much as I can on this podcast because I enjoy this. And, and, and I, I get a kick out of uh, how many people around the world... How many people around the world listen to this podcast. It's It's... It's so funny to me that I can have somebody on the other side of the world listening to my podcast and then reach out to me, um, ask me for referral links. I mean, they're all they're all attached in the, in each episodes, you know, in this description um, section. But uh, I don't mind it. People reach out to me all the time. I mean, you make a little money, I make a little money. That's cool. They're referral links. Okay, I'm just gonna tell you right now. I do get a little kickback from uh, from these referral links. And so do you. So, I mean, it's cool. It's cool. Um, I'm happy to help out, folks. Makes me happy. It makes me happy to give out the news and for people to be driving driving to work and driving to wherever they're going or going for a run or for a walk or just like to passively passively listen to the podcast. Because I, I've been told, too, that, you know, people appreciate listening to the podcast without having to read it because I'm, I'm basically reading the, the news for them. And yeah, it's cool. So with that said, Cryptonauts, I'm so done for the night. I'll catch you all next time. Adios.